This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Veteran comedian George Wallace cracks up the DC Improv next week on October 20th and 21st. He joined me to discuss his prolific career, from winning Funniest Male Stand-Up at the American Comedy Awards to starring as the witchy woman doctor in Seinfeld, which was inspired by his real lifelong friendship with Jerry Seinfeld. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I don't know what time it is. I know I'm happy because I'm coming to D.C., the it's, country. That's what it stands for, D.C., the country. Exactly, the country. Well, and it's George Wallace time is what it is. And actually, before before we get into, you know, plugging the D.C. Improv show, I have to say we have a George Wallace at our station. at the in the, He's the sports uh, in the sports department at WTOP. So I got to clarify. I got to clarify. It's not, you you're not that George Wallace. Okay, now listen, since he's in sports, I want him to do some research. Look up the last name Wallace. I think there's more Wallaces that have played sports than any other name. Well, and one of them is your nephew, Steve Wallace. Who Steve was Wallace, yeah. Offensive lineman blocking for Bo Jackson in college at Auburn for the Heisman, and then winning three Super Bowls on the 49ers, blocking for Joe Montana, and then I guess later Steve Young, right? You got that right. You did some good research. That The Wallace is such a great name. <laughs> it, re- it really is. Unless it's The Wire, then he, he Michael B. Jordan goes out pretty early and wears Wallace in season one. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, uh, not not George Wallace, the, the old Southern governor, not that governor, please no, but the George Wallace that works at our sports department. Uh, I think uh, his favorite show is Seinfeld. So I think you all should do the switch. I think you should you know do some sports broadcasts and he should go on stage at the improv. What do you think? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? He probably can do it, you know, being Seinfeld. That's another thing. A lot of people don't know that I'm the real George in the show. You probably know. I'm the one that was his roommate, was his roommate for 13 years. I'm Jerry. the one that was best man at his wedding. I'm the one that's the father of his kids. Yeah, so best friend for 47 years. Did you not know that? I did know that, and I was going to get to that in a minute. But once you once you jump there, yeah, I know I know that you you roomed with him right in New York City, and and you were even in the one the episode the the checks where you're the doctor with uh which a woman yeah which a. yeah. Which a woman? That scene came by because we never did work together because we keep uh, uh, friendship and business separate. Yeah, we that had we had that happen to a friend of mine, Gary Shelling, and his best friend, and Lewis Smith. He was on his show. And they had to fire him, and and Lewis was pretty pissed because he says, "You're my best friend. Why didn't you tell me something was coming down?" <laughs> and they broke apart and they haven't been friends. They said, "Well, we'll never do that. That's why we've been friends for forty-seven years. Keep business separate." But he wanted me to do one scene because when his son. Was uh, was circumcised. They call it brisk. Yeah. Um, I was holding one leg, and uh, and Jerry was holding the other, which is a big honor because the grandfather is supposed to hold one leg. And I'm standing there with him, with Jerry, yeah. and uh, and, the, and the rabbi went and circumcised the baby, and the baby went into went crazy. But to this day, when I walk into the Seinfeld house, to this day, that boy always look at me like, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> <I> know- <laughs> 
he gets a slight pain and he's like, wait a minute, that's that was you. That was you. I can feel it. I can still feel it today. I can still feel it today. <laughs> oh, that is so hilarious. But yeah, but also, by the way, cl- that's a classic episode. Yeah, you know, it's the doctor. You get distracted, right? But wait, the, the mm. earlier in the episode, it's Desperado that distracts Desperado, that's exactly right. Yeah, but that's then the other Eagle song right? comes on when the hospital. You the doctor, really you know, know, you know your, your shows, don't you? Oh, I freaking love it. I love it. Well, anyway, speaking of knowing the shows, we should let our listeners know what show we're even talking about. Is at the DC Improv in DC. Legendary spots. You're going to be there October 20th and 21st. You're going to be there. Who are we with? Uh, fellow comedians you know, Sylvia Traymore Morrison and Chris Paul. Tell us about them. Do you know much about them? I know. I do. I know much about them. I've been knowing Chris Paul since he was a little boy working at WGPC in Washington, D.C. with Donnie Simpson and Sylvia Tremont Morrison. She's the first black female to be a writer on Saturday Night Live. She's hmm. a great impersonator. And I'm telling you something, I might not even go on stage. These these comedians are so good that, you know, I do lie. I might not even show up, to be honest. But you you come to the show and you're going to see these two and you're going to go, I got my money's worth. Yeah. And then if you want to dip out, that's fine. Or if you want to stick around for George Wallace, that's all right, you know. You good. <laughs> <laughs> I see that you dressed up for our occasion in a nice, you know, tuxedo and the tie. I like it. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This is not for you. <laughs> I like the Braves hat, though. Are, who's your guy? Are you like a Dave Justice? Do you take it back to that or Chipper Jones? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm from Georgia, Long Andrew Jones. Are you into sports heavily? Because my somebody asked me another day, who's my favorite Brave? It's going to be Mr. Ron Washington. You know, he used to manage the Texas Rangers. And he's our third base, third base coach. Okay. He is so good. But oh, come on, come on, come on! We got so many guys. Ron, uh, uh, Cunye, Junior. You got oh my god! On, on the first base there, you got uh, uh, what Matt Olson. It's just so many good guys on the Atlanta Braves. It's just you know, it's nice when you have a good team in town and people love. But I, I am really afraid of the Philadelphia Phillies. I really uh, am. Well, when I, when be- I think of the Braves, my childhood was, you know, the, the Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, Steve Avery, John Smoltz. Like, come on, the, that pitching rotation is all time. Listen, that's when they came on. Now, this may be the best team of all time. But when they were on back in the day, you know, um, on the Superstation, Ted Turner would run it twice. Yeah. And my dumb ass would watch it a second time and go like, well, maybe they're going to win this time. <laughs> <laughs> But I love sports. I love sports and and life is good. And so, but uh, I want to come to DC because I want to change the name of the, uh, is it the commanders? The the commanders now, but I don't, I don't even, Magic Johnson and and Harris, the new ownership have hinted they might change it again. I don't know. What do you want to change it to? Well, I go to church with Magic Johnson, West Angeles Church of God in Christ in Los Angeles. I want to change it to the Washington DMVs. The DMVs. There you go. I, I, I like that. You know, that, that. That's everybody in the neighborhood, you know? It, that's what we're, we call ourselves around here. It's the, it's the three regions all in one. We're, we're in this together. We're <laughs> in this thing together. Yeah. yeah. Have you won a game yet? By the time I get there, maybe they would have won a game. The commanders? Oh, they no, they did. They uh, we, we won two so far this year. You you won two? Yeah. Aren't we two and three, I believe, now? it was. We got blown maybe out. Two. No, two and two, two and three. It's five games, two and three. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, yes, the DMVs, that's great. Well, yeah, so I grew up in the DMV area in Maryland. But so let's uh, tell everyone your origin story. You were in, born in Atlanta in, in 51. Like, who were, who were, who was big in the comedy game back then? Like, who was your, your idol? Oh, I come up with old school. I come up with the Red Fox and Moms Mabley, Richard Pryor, Johnny Carson, Rodney Dangerfield, Joan Rivers. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I'm so blessed, man, to have come up with these older yeah. guys. And I would take their jokes back to school and, 
Uh, you know, I wanted to be a comedian since six years old. I would take those jokes back and people would laugh. And anytime you make uh, a classroom laugh, you know, that's your payoff right there. I was not the class clown, but I just love making people laugh. And I have to this day, I hope you enjoy your work. I, I know you do because I can tell. I can oh. see the smile on the radio. Are you telling me I, I get to interview people like you every day? <laughs> Listen, listen, this is so great because, you know, I thank God I want to be a comedian since six years old. And I thank God that I, uh, my passion is comedy. And, and I, I choke up because I'm so blessed because all I do is lie. I love to lie. <laughs> I got the greatest job in the world. But everything is a lie anyway. So that's why, you know, if you live, if you're not lying, you're not living. If you just look around all your life, you have been lied to. I'm going to talk about that at the improv. Oh, you're going to explain what that means at the improv? All right. You got to come out. about a lie. Even in the courts right now, everybody's in the courts. Why do they have Bibles in the courtroom? You still to tell the truth. Of, that's why we're here in the first place. Somebody's lying. <laughs> Somebody. Everything is a lie. I can, sometimes you, I can't turn TV on without hearing a lie. One of day vitamins. That's a lie. You go to get to one of day vitamins. What does the instructions say? Take two. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. There's a lie. There's a lie. And about Cheesecake Factory. That's not a factory. That's a restaurant, you know? Yeah. All the all those ads for drugs on TV, all the families happy and smiling and then under bottom. It might kill you. This give you this, this, and this. <laughs> Everybody lies. Even the game shows. You ever see people, the contestants on the game show? And I'm my beautiful, are you married? I'm married to my beautiful husband. You know you don't like that man. You're trying to win some money so you can get the hell out of leave him <laughs> and those two little ugly ass kids. Everything is a lie. So that's why I love lying. At the church, the preacher tells the congregation, I won't be long. And the black church. That's a good hour. <laughs> I won't be long. Yeah. And then you're up, down on the kneelers. You've done two shots of communion. <laughs> oh, that's why I don't go to Catholic church. Oh, I went to Catholic church with a friend of mine. I said, my knees hurt. And I cannot. I can't. If I get up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, work, that's a workout. Says, when I came to my, my friend, my Catholic friend came to my church. He said, will y'all shut up? Everybody can't talk. Amen. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's as loud as hell. <laughs> that's great well you can tell that comedy is what you've wanted to do since you were a kid i mean here it is look at it you're laying it bare right here um well like so then i tie it into you know we opened talking about jerry but how did how did tie it into how you got from atlanta to then i guess ohio for akron college and then how'd you make your way to new york well if you're gonna be a comedian you have to go to new york that's when you really learn comedy in new york city but i had to go to college because some of those older guys in vaudeville kept talking and mentioning that sometimes they didn't have food to eat. And I said, the hell with that. So I decided I need to get uh, a few degrees to, uh, well, one degree to have something to fall back on. And uh, yeah. went up there and I messed around and got a degree. And my first degree was in transportation, then marketing and advertising, then radio and television broadcasting. And then I sold rags right out of college. I sold the ShamWow before it had a name back in 1972. Can you believe that? The original ShamWow? The original ShamWow. I wish it was blue back in the day. It was blue back. Look, you, I buy so much crap on radio at night. <laughs> uh, you can't see me, but I'm holding up a ShamWow right now. I can see. Well, our list, whoever's watching the interview online can see that. That's great. So it's literally a rags to riches story. It really is. And then I started ShamWow to riches. I sold rags in New York City, and um, then I wanted to. I sold uh, advertising on the buses in New York City, and I was also vice president of the world's largest advertising agency. Everything at Times Square, the billboards, the spectaculars, uh, ten top marks in America. I was vice president of that company, and um, and I went into the comedy club to put. Um, well, I found Son Seinfeld at uh, Catch a Rising Star. He was a little Jewish boy at the end of the bar, and I was a, a black boy. It's only me and him in there, and. Uh, 
And uh, he got sick one night and I had a car and I took him down to the only drugstore open all night and uh, got him some NyQuil. I was a doctor. Everybody's a doctor. It says, take one cap full. I took cap full. I said, you take two. And the next day he felt fine. So we've been friends for 47 years. You drove and, him to uh, the pharmacy and witchy woman didn't come on that night, did it? No, you <laughs> know, Jerry wouldn't all- have made it. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> it was an all night pharmacy in New York City, and only one was open back in the day on Fifty Third and Lex. And oh. every kind of disease anybody had, they were in there at three o'clock in the morning, coughing and then <laughs> everything. It was crazy. But um, yeah, uh, forty seven years we've been best friends, and and then we started to catch a ride and start a comic strip in New York City. And uh, yeah. all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Just uh, love what I do. and still telling jokes and, and still doing everything. And got a new TV show coming out. Did you know that? Plug it. I have a TV show coming out around Christmas time. It's called Clean Slate. I wanted to reboot Sanford and Sons. I went to Norman Lear. We've been friends for 40 years. He's been wanting me to do so much. And I finally got around to him. I said, okay, Norman, I want to reboot Sanford and Sons. Basically, I just wanted to hear. Yeah, because that would be a hit right there. You're going to look, you know. Give it to me. You hear me? Hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you. I'm coming to join Oh, and it's I have. It's almost like that. I have a friend of mine, Telma Hopkins. She is my Aunt Esther. Whoa. So so right. we're fighting going and the show is called Clean Slate. Now the basis of the show, since the strike is over, I can talk about it. Yeah. Is that uh, uh uh Norman didn't want to do the real stuff for the sun. I said, and then a friend of mine has uh, a kid that uh, is um trans I don't know how do I say it? Uh transgender? And, uh, you have to be careful how you say it these days, you know. Okay, let's put it like this. My son left Alabama, my old black man living in Alabama. Uh, left my house after high school, went to New York City to do his thing like most people do. You go to New York City to be who you are of what you want to do. But 27, 27 years later, I get a knock at the door and uh, I, because the day before I got an email said, Dad, I'm coming home. And so a beautiful lady at the door, I'm going, hey, Avon lady uh, or the Watchtower lady, whatever, this is not a good time. My son is coming home right now. And he's, she, she said, Dad, it's me. And I said, are you, are you, Ed, are you Edwin's uh Wife, dad, it's me. And I'm just going, you have to leave. Dad is me. And then it hit me. Welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I'm an old black man. I don't understand this. It had transgendered and I have to have to deal with it. So it was a good thing to, for me to be educated, for America to be educated. And my daughter is uh, Laverne Cox. So it's going to be a great show. She's uh-huh. so good. She's so good. And we have to learn how to love people, live and let live. 
You got to get, of course, you got to get used to the pronouns, you know. So that's all the storyline of Clean Slate is what you're describing. That's all the storyline. You can start start over. Clean Slate. Everybody can start over. She's teaching me how to live and I'm learning more about her. She's learning more about me. Great. What chant, what uh, platform is it going to be on? It's going to be on Amazon Worldwide. The big Amazon. Prime? Yeah. Awesome. Freebie. Oh, freebie. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And then that goes through through Amazon. I think that jury duty show. Yeah, I've seen a couple good shows on, through the freebie through Amazon. Nice, nice. Well, we That's awesome. Have a good time, and they tell me the show is good. I'm in, and they says I'm good. Uh, you know, you can't. I don't yeah. know. I can't watch myself. You know, but <laughs> wait, wait. You mentioned well, Norman Lear. Gosh, I think he's he's over the century mark at this point. Bravo. Yeah, he's one on one on one. He's one on one. Yeah. Him and Mel Brooks, I, they they drank that that eternal life, uh, Holy Grail or something. They're they're doing sure. great. And, and the other guy, Carl Reiner, hung, hung out with him. They all went to dinner every night together. At right. Carl's wow. house. Oh, legends. Well, you you started writing for what? Not Sanford and Son, the one after Red Fox. Show, Red Fox. I, it was yeah. called the Red Fox Variety Hour. On um, well, you did some research. Most people don't know that. <laughs> it was on that's, uh, that's ABC. My job. <laughs> A lot of people don't do their jobs well. They don't. I don't I'm have trying. to do my job well. I just have to show up. It might listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. I just love telling you. I don't have to be funny. A lot of people go on stage not funny, yeah. but and still get paid. So yeah, you don't have to do your. But it is good to do your job well. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you started at Red Fox Show and you did the comedy it. store, and then how do you come up with the I be thinking uh, routine? I have no idea. I just come up with, I'll be thinking, you know, I'll be thinking. And now I'm doing a new one called It's All Lies. It's All Lies. Yeah. But I'd be thinking, what was I be thinking? I'm in the grocery store. I saw an item that said evaporated milk. And I'd be thinking, well, what the hell is in the can? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I Because I'd be thinking something yeah. just probably clicked one time. When I was. I know it started in Las Vegas because yeah. my phrase used to be, it's a crazy world. I'd be thinking, now it's all lies. Yeah. Uh, it just every 10 years There's always a new one every couple years it, it, yeah mm -hmm. i love it well keep i love that you always be thinking and uh yeah i mean i'll be thinking everybody that's listening to this show if you want to do something to enhance your life laughter is healing for the soul yeah. you need to put some laughter in your life no matter what you do no matter how old you are that's why i have hip-hoppers gangbangers white people black people old people everybody come to my show and the big thing is happening right now the young people never seen their parents laugh so these kids at that 35 years old are bringing their parents 50 and they've never seen their parents actually go crazy laughing and falling out. And I'm so proud of that because I talk about um, how nice that is. And also talk about the young kids and their music and, uh, you know, uh, ASAP Rocky and all these new names. Yeah. And I want to tell everybody, I have to ask you uh, about Batman forever because 95, well, not also that year, I think you just won the best stand up male stand up at the American comedy awards that same oh year. God, have you well, done some research? <laughs> well, Robin Williams was the year before and after, I think, but uh, you won 95 in that same year. You played the mayor of Gotham freaking city in Batman forever. What was it like being on set with, you know, Jim Carrey and all that? That must've been insane. It was awesome. And you know, you don't get to be on the set with them all the time. You just on set when you're sure. shooting your shot. But since then I have worked with Tim, uh, Lee Jones again, um, uh, with um, we did a show with Morgan Freeman. It's called uh, Just Getting Started. And man, is it nice to work with these uh, with Morgan Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones in the same movie? Oh my God, I'm so blessed to work with all the people I work with. Life is so good, man.
It really, really is. It really is. And I know you've done a Vegas residency. You got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Soul Train Centric Comedy All-Star Awards. Like the 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 accolades speak for themselves. Uh, is there anything else you you want to plug before we hop off here? I know we talked about- I want, I want to plug DC. If you haven't had any laughter in your life, we've been, a lot of people haven't been out since COVID or anything like that. You want to forget your bills. You want to forget your relationship problem. You need to come down and put a laugh. And it's on a great location. The DC Improv is at a great location. Normally I'm over in Atlantic City in the big room, but this is up close and personal, okay? So that is so good. Call and get your tickets now. I think it's dcimprov.com. You know how to do it, DC Improv, and you'll see my face there for October. And I guarantee you, you're going to laugh and you're going to feel... That's why they call me Dr. Wallace. I guarantee you, you feel better when you leave my show than you do when you leave the doctor's office. And I see all my patients at one time. You're never late. Didn't it start as the Reverend Doctor's Office at one of your first shows? And now it's just- I used to be the Reverend Dr. George Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would come out in a robe, like an old black preacher, and I had the yellow pages. You're not old enough to, re you're not old enough to remember the yellow I pages. I remember right? the yellow pages. I was that just, was just before they got rid of them. <laughs> the good book of Bell, that was my Bible. Whatever you yeah. need, look it up, it's in the book. <laughs> good book of Bell. I need to bring, I was watching a show yesterday I did in 1996, um, at the Hall of Fame up in the, at the Lucille Ball Theater in Jamestown, okay. New York. And 1996, I did 35 minutes, and it's funny, and I have forgotten all those jokes, and I'm going to do them again. I have it up right now. Go to George Wallace TV and check me out. Um, I got a lot of stuff I forgot to do that I'm going to bring it back. It's because uh, these young kids never heard it, so if I bring it back, it's brand new. Exactly. What's what's old is new. If they have, if you haven't heard it, it's brand new to them. And I'm trying to write evergreen material. That's the most important thing about George Wallace. Yeah. If I write a joke today, I want it to be funny in 2052. Evaporated milk will be funny 10 years ago or 50 years yeah, from now. It's so funny. True. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then every every few years, every four years, I run for office. You know, and <laughs> I'm running for president this time again. And one one of my biggest. My first law I'm going to change is, is going to be uh, Chick-fil-A is going to be open on Sunday. I don't give a damn what. That's the first law I'm passing, okay? And I got a lot more I'm going to do. That's the whole platform. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about I don't know what I'm doing. I take my legal pad out with me on stage, and so when I get to D.C., there's so much we can talk about. Because uh, unless you're stuck in one of those circles, what do you call those things where you just go around about? Graphic circle. Well, uh, in D.C., we got DuPont Circle. What was that movie? The American President with Michael Douglas and, and Annette Benning. They just they can't get out of DuPont Circle, I think. That's exactly right. That's exactly or that reminds right. you of Chevy Chase, uh, the European Vacation, the Griswolds, remember? They're like, hey, kids, exactly. Big Ben, Parliament. Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> well, let me say this. They have, if, had you gone to Washington, D.C. 30 years ago, you would go like, oh, my, this is a hellhole. Today, that is a beautiful city. That whole DMV area is so nice. What is it called? Silver Springs. Silver Springs. All of the, I used to live yeah. in Rockville, you know. I used to live in Rockville. How, how, what years were you, like how long were you there? 1998, 1999, 1997. I did radio there, Magic 102.3, Washington, D.C. I was with the Tom Jonah Morning Show. We were there, and, uh, and, I, and right now I'll be on all this week on radio with somebody like yourself. I need to thank you, sir, <laughs> for helping me. Get these tickets sold down at the improv. No, thank you for coming on the radio station. You kidding me? We we should be the ones thanking you. Seriously. It goes in well, that. Well, go way. ahead. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. And I'm hoping this interview will be evergreen as well. Other than the, you know, plug in the, the comedy show. But the you know, the life story stuff's evergreen. Right. Listen, we got so much to talk about. And we have so much to be grateful uh about and for. 
Life is so good. I mean, it's so good to to know you. I never met you before. And look, here we are laughing and having fun together. That's what life is all about. Absolutely. Using technology that did not exist. Uh, it wasn't mainstream until basically COVID. Like a couple years ago, we probably wouldn't be Zooming like this. So this life is, is true. Good. This is life true. Is very good. Yeah. And COVID was so bad. I was looking at a photo the other day. I live on the 25th floor. And my daughter came to visit me because I don't let anybody in. My daughter was downstairs in the parking lot across the street. And I waved at her ass and I said, this is social distancing as close as you're going to get. Keep moving. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Wave from afar. Yeah, but but we're here and we're laughing. We're having fun. Thank God for technology. Thank God for uh, social media. And I love it all. Absolutely. And thank God for you, George Wallace. Uh, not our, not WTOB's George Wallace, the comedian George Wallace coming to the DC Improv October 20th and 21st. Everybody get your tickets now. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. I say laughter today, laughter tomorrow, laughter forever. George Wallace. <laughs> and he ties the governor, George Wallace, back in, but makes it funny. It's perfect. I'm George Wallace. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. <laughs> we love you too. Hey, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. 